Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is time for your daily financial news. This is a new show that you can count on seven days a week. What I do is I've been doing what I've been doing for 30 years. I basically am a morning person. So I get up, read about 60 to 90 minutes about what is going on in the world with a focus on the consumer, cost of capital, and real estate. If that interests you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, like, feel free to send me articles if you'd like me to read them. Uh, I do this because I have fun. I do this because it is important for me to understand what I should do with our family investments. Uh, First and foremost, we gotta congratulate a father-son team. Yes, a father reached out to me. John, congratulations on your deal. He wanted to make a special shout out to his son. He calls him J4, which I believe means John 4th. But J4, congratulations for doing the work. Thank you for listening. I'm very happy to hear that uh, the daily financial news is part of your day. Congratulations, J4. All right, what I'm going to do here is go through the daily financial news. But at the end of this episode, I'm going to summarize some uh, conversations I had with one-on-one mentoring students over the weekend. There's a few, three, four highlights that I want to share with all of you. Not everyone can afford the mentoring option, so I thought I would give you just a taste of things that we discuss. That will be at the end. I want to make sure we get the daily financial news first. Uh, hopefully all, you all can hear me. I can't really see the screen, but here we go. So first and foremost, what we have seen uh, is the U.S. crude jumped overnight. Uh, it did peak at 125 or 126. It has settled down to about 118. But folks, as I shared in the last couple of days, I believe we are in the first economic world war. Uh, I do think that is coming. I think it is like a stone in still water where we are just starting to see the implications. I think oil and gas are most in your face, if you will. I am, yeah, I'm afraid. I'm afraid what might transpire around food insecurity in four to six weeks. That That is something that's got me, um, yeah, it's got me nervous. So something definitely to watch out for. And again, this all stops. The domino stop, stops if we get a peace treaty and uh, the, the world is, is not on fire. So uh, let's hope for that. Let's hope it happens every day. Uh, and yeah, let's hope. Uh, looks like gas is up. I don't know if you've seen these numbers, but California average is $5.28. My local gas station's $5.50. Looks like LA County. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. That was a, I didn't know what to do, laugh or cry. LA County, $6.99. Ouch. Ouch. There is more and more talk 
about U.S. Uh, possibly banning Russian oil. Um, yeah, that, it's. I think it's going to happen. Uh, I think. I think we need to. I don't know if it's drill, 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 or frack, or whatever the right verbiage is. But we have enough oil here. We just need to get it. Right. We have. It's just. Uh, we need to. Uh, energy independence is another reminder uh, that we need to do. Yes, we need to do renewables, solar, wind, all of that. Uh, but there is a short-term and a longer-term fix. And uh, yeah, I think. I think there's a pretty good chance that sometime in the next 48 hours, the U.S. bans Russian oil. I don't think the Eurozone can. They are just flat out dependent. Uh, but we we likely will do that. Uh, looks like on a kind of good news side, Batman. I don't know if you guys saw Batman over the weekend, but it was the second largest opening uh, in two years. 128.5 million. If you saw Batman, leave a comment below. Is it worth it? Is it not? I don't really see a lot of movies, uh, at least in the last couple of years. Uh, but yeah, let me know. Thumbs up, thumbs down, scale of one to 10. Let me know what you think. Uh, oil shocks. I've done some research over the last, over the weekend, actually. It looks like oil shocks have been pretty good indicators of an upcoming recession. Looks like when oil, an oil shock being defined as a 50% spike in oil, which we are seeing right now, just in case you're not paying attention. Anytime oil goes 50% above trend, a recession is not far off. And this is a fairly reliable indicator. It's 100% uh, over the last 40 years. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think there's lots of reasons for a recession. Oil is just another one of them. I don't know if you've been watching my Sunday sessions with Dan Bird, a good friend of mine who's trying to teach me the art of non-emotional investing called trends and uh, whatever it is, charts and all of that stuff. It's fun for me, uh, but he has called for the last three weeks a support line at 4,300 on the S&P. Uh, it broke today. And he said many times, and there's a playlist you can go back and watch because I don't delete anything. Uh, he says the next support level, based on the charts, Fibonacci, all these things I yet to really understand, is 3,700. So what is that? 15, 18% drop from where we are. Again, 4,300 was broken this morning uh, with the next support being 3,700. So maybe there's more pain in the market, not sure. Looks like there's more and more analysts looking at this as a worldwide, I don't know, economy. I didn't want to say war because that's that's just, uh, I hate saying it. But more and more folks are realizing that the world is going to slow down. U.S. GDP uh, estimated for the year has been lowered. Uh, it was at 3.5, lowered to about 3%. In addition, PCE, again, if you don't know what that is, that is the Fed favorite indicator for inflation, has been raised almost a full point uh, to over 4%. I'm going to say it right now. Sounds like stagflation to me. I've been calling it for about a month that that is the best case the Fed could hope for. 
is stagflation. And that's just, if you're old enough to remember the 70s, which I eh, I barely am, they were not good for lots of reasons. And we are headed back there, unfortunately. Europe is going to get hammered. Again, the expectations is Europe's GDP could get cut in half versus previous expectations. Russia, totally, economy, Russia's economy is basically never going to be the same. Estimates on the low end are down 15, on the high end, 50%. Uh, again, Russia will never be the same. Russia's economy will never be the same. Uh, Asia GDP to slow at least 1% as well. I do want to talk about Russia a little bit because I'm trying to figure out if there's like there's certainly a talk track that Putin is a madman and lost his marbles and he's war hungry and all of that. I get it. I'm trying to see is there something bigger at play? Let me explain. If you don't know, something Russia has been doing since 2012, that unless you went out and looked for it, you probably don't know. Russia has been buying tons, that's with a T, tons of gold. One article I read said they had 2,400 tons of gold. I don't know about you, but that seems like a lot. So could the ruble, in theory, suddenly out of nowhere, go on the gold standard, a la the U.S. dollar, 1974, whenever that was, pre-74 or 70, yeah, 74? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's 4D chess going on right now where there's, you know, distractions over here while we do this over there. I think mainstream media is certainly feeding us one steady diet of stuff. But I've been around long enough to realize that, yeah, that's all well and good. But there's probably two or three things going on behind the scenes that we are not seeing. I don't know. I don't know. There's... First off, Putin is a madman, wild card, all of that. Absolutely. He needs to go away. It needs to stop. Peace needs to be signed. But I am curious if there's a bigger play that you and I in the media aren't seeing, if that makes sense. I don't know. But yeah, I was really shocked at how much gold they've accrued since 2012. It seems like a lot. Actually, I don't know how much gold's at Fort Knox. I need to look that up. I'm going to Google search that today and see how much gold is at Fort Knox. Invitation homes, Wall Street, single family homes. Folks, if you're not doing one rental at a time, you're not paying attention. Wall Street is telling you single family homes is the place to be. If you saw my video from the weekend, I gave you my buy box. I'm only looking at one through fours. That's it. Not... um, not apartments, they're overpriced. Invitation homes pushes into higher end markets. They are now going to be looking at newer units where the rents are 30 to 60% higher. What you should you think of that? One, they got money to burn. 
They can't find enough affordable homes. Two, they're likely going to buy newer stuff. Again, invitation homes, one rental at a time. It is very obvious where they are playing, and we should pay attention. The big boys send signals, and this is a big one. Invitation Homes, I believe, as of their last acquisition, is the largest owner of single-family homes in the country. Crazy. Big money, Wall Street money. It looks like hedge funds and the big mutual funds in Wall Street over the weekend, I read, have been dumping. They had the fastest dump of equities in three days. Uh, That was last week. Oh, by the way, before S&P support broke this morning, while retail has been buying the dip. Folks, it is often fun for the Reddit crowd and all these others to kind of corner Wall Street and beat them up on GameStop or one of those other meme stocks. But to think Wall Street is dumb money, not going to be a winning strategy long. So somebody looked up. Thank you very much for this, Stephen. 45, so Fort Knox has 4,500 tons of gold. So, okay, that makes me feel better. I don't know why I feel better, but I feel better. Um, So, again, hedge funds are dumping. S&P broke support. Next stop, 3,800. Are they going to buy lower? But, again, retail investors are buying the dip. Kind of crazy. Citigroup has seen some pretty significant losses recently. We are going to find out at the end of the month, I'm trying to fight off a sneeze, sorry, which banks are exposed to Russia. Banks can kind of uh, manage their books during the month, but they will have to post at the end of March. There's a lot of talk that Citigroup may have an outsized exposure to Russia. Folks, some bank somewhere is going to be hurt by what has happened. And right now, the, the leading American bank in the clubhouse is Citigroup. Don't know if you saw it this morning, but Uber, Uber came out and said, wow, travel is up, rides are up, things are getting better. So again, good news. Kathy Wood, oh, poor Kathy. Kathy Wood is out talking about her five-year horizon and all of these things as more and more people leave the ETF, forcing her to sell more and more. Kathy, you need another plan. You got lucky. You had great timing. You started buying before the Fed. Now you're in a bear market, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You need to change your tune. Uh, So wrapping this up, that's the end of the daily financial news. I now want to give you just four tidbits from my one-on-one student conversations this weekend. First and foremost, recycling capital is like jet fuel for your business. One of the students I talked to over the weekend had picked up four or five houses over the last decade. A couple of them are free and clear. And he's like, what should I do? So we talked about his plan, his goal, all of that. The right answer for him in this case was to refi, take uh, a low LTV, something like 50 or 60%. So not, not stretched, make sure they still cash flow and go shopping. Just like I did last year, we went and got a bunch of money. The plan is to deploy it over the next two years. We are not in a rush. And hey, If we don't find any deals, we'll pay off the debt. Recycling capital is very, very powerful. Another student from the weekend. Again, I had four one-on-one sessions. I do offer mentoring now. That's something I didn't do for a while. Uh, But another mentoring session was slow down. 
Uh, I think there's a saying, you know, if you had to cut down a bunch of trees, you'd spend 40% of the time sharpening your axe. Do the work. Slow down. You're, you're almost going too fast. Get your buy box. Look at it every day. And then when you're done, don't force it. Don't look at a second area, a second city. You're not gaining knowledge and you're actually going backwards. Slow down. It's okay. You don't have to rush. Number three, I was talking with, um, I was talking with someone and they were talking about, I want to write an offer. I want to write an offer. I want to write an offer. And frankly, anybody can write an offer. It's important for me to communicate to you. We are not in the business of writing offers. We are in the business of writing offers on good or great deals. And unless you take the course, unless you do the work, you're not going to know average and then you're not going to know good or great. It's not about writing offers. It's about knowing your numbers, getting a network and writing good or great offers. And then if they counter, you know your numbers and you walk away. Some people I talk to go, hey, I wrote a great offer at 98 grand. They countered at 102. It's close enough. Well, I ask, is 102 still a great deal? No, 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 it's not a great deal anymore. Well, then what are you doing? Oh, I need a deal. I need a deal. No, we need a good or great deal. And then lastly, network. So many people talk to me and say, I got the team. I got the person. I got the agent. This is a people business. You've got to, you have to, you have to keep networking. Never stop networking. Meet more and more people. Tell everyone your buy box. And then lastly, I got a great note this morning from a follower in Hawaii. And I want to reiterate what, uh, what she said. Be a good client. Be a good client. You know, it's the simple thing sometimes. I have gotten deals over the years because I'm a good person. I've helped people where I can. I've told them straight up. And just, it is amazing how many investors, especially new investors, almost are rude or treat the agent or the inspector or the painter or the electrician almost rudely. Don't do that. This is a business where relationships matter and your reputation will get out. So again, uh, great conversations this morning or this weekend, excuse me, did, did four one-on-one sessions or a half hour each. It was a lot of fun. Take care of yourself. Have a wonderful day. It's Monday. It means we'll talk to Greg Dickerson here shortly. Bye-bye.